Welcome back, bitch, <laughs> to another motherfucking episode of Fluid Thoughts. It's your wonderful hostess with the mostest, Fluid Flower. Uh, okay, um, let's get into a quick life update. I went and had my labs done recently at my doctor's office, and I am proud to report that my A1C blood sugar levels are at Target. Girl, oh, okay, bitch. When I tell you I'm so proud of myself, words literally cannot describe. Last episode, I had talked about how sometimes I get so defeated because the plan I laid out so perfectly in my head didn't come exactly to fruition. And what I realized was I was using <laughs> very, very much so non-realistic measures of success that actually set me up to fail, right? Like I didn't give myself enough credit for all the drops in the bucket. I was trying to run a marathon by sprinting and becoming upset when I didn't meet the goals. But according to the labs, <laughs> I did meet my goals because even though it wasn't my ridiculous, perfect plan, I adapted and I did things to meet my reality. You know what I mean? Like I may not be able to buy like a big ass, delicious ass Whole Foods market salad every da goddamn day, but I made sure to go to H-E-B get frozen veggies, canned veggies, and add that to every meal. I made sure half my plate was veggies. I tried to exercise a few times a week just to, you know, just to move my body and feel a connection to myself. My issue is that I always want to be perfect. And I'm learning that perfection is literally fucking impossible. And if, if we as a society and those of us who are suffering from it, if we don't let that shit go, we'll always be chasing perfection because the definition of perfection even changes with whoever sets that standard. So if someone else has a definition of perfection, but that's not my definition, but then I feel bad and I want to start chasing their definition, I'm going to be chasing that thing forever. Right. And I'm just at the point where I'm like, I just need to let go. So I am finally in a stage where instead of choosing perfection, I'm choosing me. <laughs> So, yeah, I don't know. It's it's a good feeling. Um, I remember one of my old coworkers once told me that people get into romantic relationships um, to find out more about themselves and having to adjust because they have to meet people where they are. Well, bitch, I'm in a relationship with myself right now and I'm choosing to meet myself where I am and to stop putting pressure on myself and you know like to not meet societal conditioning and to really just choose happiness in the places that I can and so that has just been really eye-opening for me on this journey and I just want to give y'all that update like girl like I'm in my Miss Congeniality Heidi and Closet era like <laughs> I'm I'm choosing happiness and I'm really really happy that I am because we like are living in a world that is like surrounded by so much unhappiness, desolation, isolation, destruction. And in the few moments where I can choose something for myself, that's what I'm going to do. And it's a good feeling. Um, oh, and, and before we get into it, let's get into the, another update, honey. Uh, so from this moment on, I will be doing the show bi-monthly. What does that mean? Y'all going to get episodes every other week. I was very moved at the fact that the read like Kit Fury and Crystal decided to cancel their tour because you know they're needing to protect their mental health um particularly I think at this point uh Kid Fury 
They've been in the game for 10 years. They've been doing podcasting and touring and writing and doing all this for like 10 years. And they have talked about on their show, like how, you know, working so much has really taken a toll on their mental health. I, who has maybe 50 listeners on Spotify, I put so much pressure on myself to act as if I'm already at that level. <laughs> and and so what happens is I want to do everything under the sun. I want to do the podcast. I want to write my books. I want to write my other television shows. I want to write my animated shows. But it's like I have no room to do anything because I, again, putting those unrealistic expectations on myself and thinking that I need to do everything right now in the moment every single day or else I'm not good enough, I get overwhelmed that I can't even do the damn art or the script or the podcast. Not to mention the daily care that you have to give to yourself every day. Like, bitch, we have to wash dishes and wash our asses every day. Oh my God. Like God should have just made me into like a plant or something so I could like photosynthesize my nutrients. Like, (laughs) but like I try to do everything all the time while still having a full-time job and still trying to follow this expectation of perfection that I need to complete every task every day. So I just took a step back and I was like, if Kifir and Crystal are able to do it, I need to do it too. Um, So, you know, I'm in this era of choosing myself and meeting myself where I am and I have to be able to take care of myself I'm like forced to take care of myself and so I have to set realistic expectations and go from there and so at first like I was I was like upset with myself at first because I was still clinging on to you know the idea that I should be able to do everything and then I had to tell myself I'm not giving up on the show I'm just doing the show in a way that is expected to like meet my current reality, if that makes sense. You know, it was, it was getting to the point where I was having so much anxiety over the show. I started to lose my love for it. And I don't, I don't want that to happen. Like, you know, y'all gonna get these two episodes a month and we're, we're just gonna take it from there. You know, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like I legit have dreams of like being a talk show host and you know, just dragging and reading America and imperialism for all its filth, all of that shit. Like I want to do work. I want to do creative work and I have other projects that I want to dedicate time to. So, you know, I just think this is the best foot forward. You're still going to get your dose of, of fluid flower and girl, as I'm recording right now, this is the 37th episode. So if you ever really miss me that much every week, Baby, there are 37 episodes that you can filter through, <laughs> okay? Like, that you can go back and, and stream on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So, I I think, you know, I think a part of me will always be chaotic. Like, I'm always going to want to, like, do everything all of the time. But just because I get that inspiration to write an episode or to work on a chapter of a book... I I think that I just need to take it in strides, right? Like all of those things are going to happen. But I realize that as I get older, it's harder and harder to set these goals because of life and managing just living and waking up every day and living under capitalism. So I'm like, okay, I got to make sure that all parts of me get their creative outlet, not just the podcast. So like I said, if my favorite podcasters and creators can take breaks for their own mental health and managing their life, but not putting too much on their plate, then so can I. And I got to do what's best for me. But girl, you know, 
you still gonna get your yo dose like i said like it's gonna be we gonna have a good time you know and even now with the episodes you know coming every other week they may even be longer because i have heard <laughs> i heard a few complaints of people like hey bitch we want an hour episode <laughs> And I'm like, girl, I'm trying. I'm trying. So maybe the episodes will get longer, but you know, we'll see. Anyway, I be acting like I'm Oprah Jermaine Winfrey. Now, I don't even know if that's Oprah's middle name, but that's going to be her name today. Like, I act like I'm about to, like I'm airing my show right now on CBS to 30 million people. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, I'm choosing me. Shows will be twice a month slash every other Thursday or Friday, girl, because I don't know when I'll be releasing stuff. But yeah. Thursday or Friday, every other Thursday or Friday, that'll be the show. So, yeah, hi, hello, bitch. Let's get into the episode. Um, On today's episode of Fluid Thoughts, I want to talk about healthism. Um, Yeah, let's break that down really quick. So, according to this really, really good article, if you heard that little ding, that's my oven because I'm, I'm trying to eat my pizza. But um, I preheated my oven, so if you heard the ding, excuse me. I... I read this article on goodrx.com uh, and it's about what, what healthism is and it defines it as healthism is the idea that a person's health is entirely their responsibility. It places a moral importance on maintaining good health. When I tell y'all this opens so many doors in my brain to why I am the way that I am with food and with health, I literally feel like I was set free. As I remain in this spirit of wanting to be free of all societal conditioning and truly understand myself at the root, I have to start asking myself these questions, right? Like, who am I without internalized fat phobia? Who am I without without the obsession of becoming a slim, thick Instagram model girl (laughs) with a nice BBL? Like, who is fluid without the stench of society constantly looming over her? And so even the way I came to think about healthism before I was even calling it that, I I remember distinctly that I was always so hard on myself for not being good or perfect when it came to food. Even in my previous episodes, when I talk about not being able to afford fresh produce, I understood the core of the issue was not my own moral compass, but the fact that we live in a country that would subsidize fun foods like chips and sodas and, and make veggies and fresh proteins very, very expensive. And girl, by the way, like I said in the last episode, the snack, junk food, fast food, the shit not even fucking cheap no more. These motherfuckers just want us to die. Why is a spicy chicken half the size it was back then, but now it's a dollar fifteen after tax? Oh, skimp ass chicken! I was running errands and I had to stop and get a cheap meal because my blood sugar was crashing, bitch. And I got you know a little char, a little charcuterie, <laughs> a little McDonald's charcuterie. I did a spicy chicken, dollar fry, four piece nugget, and a Coke Zero. That was seven dollars. Girl, this is the dollar menu. Why is four items not four dollars? Anyway, bitch, after I had the McDonald's, I was I was so upset with myself. I I like whenever I eat food that's not a salad or that's not primarily vegetables, I literally have this tiny but like very loud lizard voice in my head 
that will like scream throughout my body and it'll be like this is why you'll never be skinny now you need to fast for 16 hours to rid your body of that junk food ah! <laughs> because of mcdonough <laughs> you want to kill me Amy? Hey, God cannot allow that one to happen to his child. Because when I think about when I think about the fact that my whole life people and institutions have personally blamed me for all of my health outcomes, how how can I not think those things of myself? Of course, I'm feeding the lizard voice and the insecurity because I have been constantly blamed for my body. And, and when I have that blame and when I'm dealing with that guilt or that blame, I start to feel bad as if I'm not a good person and don't deserve nice things. When in reality, bitch, I'm just trying to make it. Bitch, if I had the money, I would have a private chef or a food service that makes all my meals and cleans my house and takes care of whatever I need so that I can focus on my art and other things. Healthism is also the reason why I feel anxious when I don't make it to the gym, right? Like, okay, so boom, I started weight training a couple months ago and I really love it. But sometimes life gets in the way. I have a meeting. I can't make it. I I need to go pick up my niece from school. Like I have other obligations. I'm trying to, you know, work on some other stuff, right? So a few weeks ago when I went to go do my checkup, the blood draw was an absolute mess. And I'm going to get back to why I was anxious at the gym, but like, I get my labs done. When I get them done, I do them fasted with no water. So when I go there to for them to do the blood draw, when I see my blood was so thick and coagulated, the lady had to stick me three fucking times. And plus, plus, I had already taken my insulin, so my sugars were already low. So when when she did finally start to draw blood, and it was only a little bit, and then my, my vein tapped out, tell me why I started vomiting and blacked out right there in the lab. <laughs> they had to give me water juice crackers they had to let like I had to stay for a couple of hours and mind you that was on Monday right Monday the 8th so when I finally got back home I was like oh man I can't believe I missed a Monday in the gym bitch you was just blacking out at the motherfucking hospital bitch how you go to the hospital and get sick you're supposed to go to the hospital and get better bitch <laughs> Like is the shit was like real crazy. So that idea of healthism, that is my fault that I got sick and that it's my fault that, you know, uh, that, that I, I need to make sure I take all my medications. Like I'm pushing myself past the point of being able to, to do things because I'm so focused on trying to up my morality, uh, through my health. Right. And so I go back the next day to get the labs drawn. And thankfully, you know, I woke up early. I hydrated properly, was able to get them drawn. But then I came back home the next day and I had meetings and I had tickets and I was still tired and woozy from the low sugar. So I had to take another sick day and I couldn't get back on my feet. So again, Monday, I'm mad at myself because I couldn't go to the gym. Um, And then Tuesday, I'm mad at myself because I couldn't go to the gym whole time. My body just experienced a traumatic event and I'm ready to pop back up and go lift in the gym like I wasn't just throwing up my soul 24 hours ago. And and what's really crazy, one thing I cannot stand about nausea and vomiting, do you know how much your, your fucking throat and stomach and back and everything hurt after you just finished vomiting your life away in a fucking trash can? Oh my God. 
But then, of course, because I am attached to this idea of healthism to remind me of how bad a person I am because I missed a Monday in the gym and then I missed a Tuesday. Oh, well, you're 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 not you're you're slacking. You're not doing it. You're not getting it better. You're not doing this. And that's why you're so sick because you won't take your ass to the gym. OK, but if you are still putting yourself in harm's way for the sake of health aesthetics and not focusing on your actual health, then baby, you're not getting healthy. The fact that I took my medication without food on fasted so that my sugars can be lower shows how much I'm willing to go through to, to hurt myself. I know that when I take insulin that I need to take it with, with food within the next hour. I know that I need to do that, but I was so focused on, oh, I need to be good and I need to be obedient and I need to... I need to stay away from calories because food is the devil and food is the enemy. That's how much this shit has fucked up my brain. That's what people don't understand. And so now that I have a word to it, healthism to describe what I'm going through other than like eating disorders and things like that. I need a trigger warning this episode. Now that I have a word to describe what I'm going through, it all makes so much sense. I'm still denying myself freedoms because that's who I've been raised to be. Not listening to my body when I'm tired or thirsty or hungry, all because some random white supremacist back in the day said we should only eat this many times a day or only or only drink this or that or whatever the fuck it is that they said. And now I'm trying to fix it because it's not in line with my happiness and joy. I've told y'all my story about how I fell into the traps of veganism, or maybe, maybe I just talked about, I don't know, but I, I think I've talked about the story of how I fell into veganism and how I used to sprout hateful propaganda, or maybe I didn't, I don't know, but all you need to know is that I came into veganism because I was looking for a way to be skinny. I was looking for a way to become absolutely moral through thinness to save myself from eternal damnation in a fat body. But the fact remains is that I was fat as a vegan and that ate at me while I was a vegan. I obsessed over ingredients and organic foods and even organic ways of life to the point where I wanted to move to a commune and grow my own food and be free from the system that made me fat free at last. Free at- <laughs> Like, girl, shut the fuck up, bitch. What did you sit up here doing homesteading on native land? Shut the fuck up. But I thought that with this veganism, I was finally going to step into my true self outside of my fat avatar. But that's just not what happened. And I became ill. I was getting the flu multiple times throughout the year, upper respiratory infections, bladder infections, UTIs, you fucking name it. No matter how hard I tried to move the pendulum of my health to avoid illness or to break free from fatness, I remained ill and fat. So it didn't matter. Like it really didn't matter all that shit that I did. I didn't stop to consider my own needs because I kept judging myself as a moral failure. I kept thinking to myself that if I just lost the weight, that life would be better. And then I injured myself at a fucking boot camp class trying to do hit workouts five times a week. And then I gained more weight and got sicker. And it seemed like no matter what I did, I would always remain in the prison of my body. And then 2020 happened, the pandemic happened, or, and it's still happening, by the way. And I started reading books to teach me to stop thinking about my body as a prison. And so I figured out eventually that I was suffering from healthism. I attached my weight and my size to my morality. 
I remember one day I was complimented by a woman in a store. This was a while ago. I think when I was like a child or something. And I deflected her comment by saying, thank you. I can't wait to lose some weight so the dress can look even better. And then she looked at me and she was this old black lady. She was so sweet. And she looked at me and she held my hand and she said, it looks good on you regardless. Take the compliment, pretty baby. And I just teared up right there in the middle of the store. Every time I would step outside my house and even if people were nice to me, I was perpetually waiting for someone to bring up my weight or to make fun of me because that has happened. I am in this constant back and forth with myself, feeling as if I don't belong in a world that wasn't made for me because that is also true. But my point being is that I have been conditioned by healthism to believe not only am I a bad person if I don't work out and work out even through illness. If you don't work out through, you know, through illness and five to six times a week that I'm a failure. That if I don't eat a salad every day, that I'm not worth anything. And as I sit here and celebrate health wins with you all, I have to remember that my health is not tied to me being a good person. When I first got diagnosed with type 2 diabetes, I was in complete fucking disarray. I remember after they released me home, I practically stopped eating. I was so afraid to eat anything. I felt so weak and hungry all the time. I did the keto diet without like the fat. I just cut out carbs and the sugars and stuff. And I didn't eat any fruit. I basically ate chicken, salmon, and veggies every day. I had no variety in my diet. And I was tired of being alive. I mean, at least that's how I felt in the moment. But like I was actually tired when I look back and think about it. I was actually tired of restricting myself so much. Like I couldn't fucking breathe all because I wanted to reverse my diabetes in three months or less. Mind you, this is the, also the kicker because I also deal with other chronic illnesses, right? That are long-term things that you deal over time. Whenever someone tells you that a chronic illness is reversible, run, run away in the opposite direction, bitch. Because yes, while you can manage chronic illnesses over time with medication, lifestyle and therapy, but when the body decides to decay or develop something else, what do you do then? Like literally, I want y'all to literally sit up here and ask yourselves, what do you do then? Are we going to reverse every chronic illness that we develop? No, because it's not realistic. Again, I'm seeing like this, this trend or this connection from like how we are challenged or conditioned from birth to be perfect. And then we chase that in every aspect of our lives. Like we, you cannot reverse a chronic illness. Even if a motherfucker can be like, I did a personal testimony and I, I can show you that I reversed my diabetes. Yes. You, you lowered your A1C to the point where when you test your blood, you may not register as a diabetic because they're checking your overall sugars. But I guarantee you, if you get the flu, if you get sick, if anything happens, your sugars will spike because baby, guess what? You're a diabetic. There's nothing that you can do about it other than manage your sugars. That's it. And, 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 and you know what else has really thrown this shit into hyperdrive? The health influencers. Lord Jesus. <laughs> Six ounce, 12 pound, well, no, no, what is it? Six pound, eight ounce, baby Jesus. <laughs> Please, that's a Talladega Nights reference. Please throw away the health influencers. Throw them hoes in the garbage. Y'all hoes are rotting the brain trust of this generation. I remember, I, I've mentioned before that it's hard to have some of these conversations with friends and family because 
everybody's brains are warped by the health and wellness industry, which don't tell you the truth. They tell you what you think you need to hear, or they tell you lies or exaggerated lies so that they can push product onto you. Right. And so like, even when I hear the healthism or like the extreme things that friends and family that are doing for their own health and contributing to health healthism, I, I, I can't even tell you that I've corrected them every time because sometimes I don't have the mental capacity to do that. Right. Like, you know, a person could look at my medications and be like, Oh, why are you taking so many medications? And I'm like, because I need these medications to, to survive. <laughs> like, what did you think I was taking them for? Um, or like when a person sees me take insulin and they're like, Oh, isn't there like a natural version you could just take instead? No dummy. Like, please shut the fuck up. And you know what? That's another thing. Cause we've talked about it on the fake mystics episode. Everything don't got to be natural for it to be effective. And just because it's natural doesn't mean it's effective. This, this medicine I take is life-saving medicine. Like, please do not lecture me about natural sunscreens made from shea butter and carrot oil, which don't fucking work by the way. And, and cinnamon being used as natural insulin. Like girl, shut up. Yes. Like we know that there are efforts in which that people can do like herbal remedies to help themselves. But do you understand that people have tried it and it's not working at mass because if it were, then we wouldn't need the life-saving medications that we're prescribed to. It's the very fact that we live under a for-profit healthcare system that should let you know that people are literally taking their health into their own hands because they don't have access to modern medicine. So when people... And like friends and family and even strangers on the street start to give me advice. I normally just shut down and walk away because I'm not going to argue with you bitches. If you want to drink bullshit ass alkaline water, cause you think it's destroying the free radicals in your body, then that's your business. Because when I pull up the cancer report and the air and soil quality report for your area, bitch, you're going to be gagging. Bitch, there are things outside of people's control that greatly affect their health. And y'all be worried about which organic mac and cheese sauce to buy for your low calorie charcuterie board. Girl, like go, go on somewhere. I do not have time for this bullshit because at the end of the day, I recognize the internal and external healthism that everybody, the tiny voice inside my head that preys on my insecurities, friends and families and strangers, we all are going through it. So it doesn't make sense that you sit up here and you judge somebody for the medications that they take that's literally saving their lives. Or when you're suggesting things to them as a disabled person when that's not what they need. Like, um, I think her name is Imani Barberin. She has cerebral palsy. And she's talked about like how her whole life, people were like, oh, your, you know, your, your condition will be better if you lose weight or your condition will be better if, have you tried yoga? She literally, cerebral palsy is a brain degenerative disease. You lose motor functions because those parts of your brain are dead. Bitch, there's no amount of chakra, chakra, or nirvana, or downward facing dog that is going to build up the brain cells again, bitch. It's a chronic illness. It's a disability. Girl. Because if a bitch was so concerned about my health, come buy my groceries, bitch. If a bitch so concerned about my health, come pay my copay. Matter of fact, I got a copay right now. 
the reason why I didn't get my MRI and my ultrasound because it's the copay is $1,100 for a transabdominal and pelvic ultrasound. And I did not get it. It's still on order because when they order these things, they last for a year. But I never went and got it because, bitch, I can't afford it. So since you care about my health so much, bitch, come pay for my ultrasound. How about you take your ass to motherfucking ICDC college and become a med tech and you give me my MRI both with and without contrast, bitch. And, 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 and you know what? <laughs> Let me tell you this. <laughs> I'm a Christian. <laughs> I'm on social media, but I still be watching Terry Joe's uploads on, um, on YouTube. Let me tell you, Keelan is so funny. Shout out to Keelan. Love, love, love his uh, stuff. But, um, Bitch, I've been peeped the game. Like the idea of healthism is not only that it places moral authority or morality on health and wellness, but it blames the individual for not being healthy as if each person on this planet can absolutely control their health. And to add to that insult, that or what did how to say to add insult to injury. There we go. The industry of health and wellness penalizes fat people and disabled body types. When the pandemic initially hit, People started getting into standing desk and the trackpad treadmills to go underneath that standing desk because a lot of people were privileged to work from home. And also a lot of other people were not privileged to work from home. So I recognize that I have that privilege. So when I left my office management job, the first thing I did after I got paid was buy a standing desk. It was so amazing. I loved it. I was like, okay, so boom. So let me buy the walking pad to go underneath. Bitch. Most walking pads have a weight limit anywhere from 200 to 265 pounds. So if y'all want big people to exercise, why put a weight limit on your product? Also, the walking pads that can hold more weight up to the 400 pounds, they're in the thousands of dollars. Bitch, I could barely afford this $200 uh, motherfucking standing desk. Now I got to spend four fucking grand on a fucking fucking uh, uh stair pad of uh, working a uh, walking uh, tread treadmill bullshit i gotta spend four thousand dollars on that just if i wanted to be able to take my weight that's fucking ridiculous who has the fucking money for all that shit is another product i've seen on tiktok and it's like a mobile stair stair stepper that also has a weight limit so the very industry right that claims that you people you big fat bitches will burn in hell <laughs> You need to get these products and you need to, to walk on them and do this. Bitch, we can't afford them. And before a stupid ass bitch say, well, why can't you just walk outside? Yes, bitch. I know we can all walk outside. And what y'all do when big people go outside? Y'all point and laugh and interrogate our existence. I want to hear that shit. What if I just want to walk inside my house? So if I want to walk inside my house, I can't afford to do that. Because people talking shit about me and putting me in the gym and creating an atmosphere that's hostile because they don't like my body type being in the gym. So what? So what are we going to do? Y'all make fun of big people when we in the house, when we outside, when we at the gym, when we in the hospital, it don't matter. So it don't matter what I want to buy. If they telling me that I, my big ass need to get it, but you don't make it for my big ass to use, then what the hell we going to do then? Since you so smart and you got your degree and you know every fucking thing, huh? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> and yeah, all that to say, I also noticed that like the rise of healthism like there, there is a push for people to get into like, take your health into your own hands because girl, fascism is on the rise. <laughs> okay. Fascism is on the rise. Resources are scarce. So now like if you look on social media, you'll see this push for people to get into adaptogens and subscription based medication services. 
So I know you've seen the girls pushing mud water, lion's mane, mushroom, or nutrient paste, whatever the fuck it is. Bitch, that ain't shit but the new flat tummy tea all over again. First of all, the idea of alternative medicine, again, like there's nothing wrong with non-prescription herbs and spices and giblets and all that bullshit, but they're not replacements for life-saving medications. And so like the social media girls are pushing out adaptogens as an alternative for coffee and other stimulants as a healthier way to get energy so they can work. And, you know, I don't do coffee anymore because, you know, I just take my mud water. Bitch, mud water ain't nothing but chai. It's chai masala. It's Indian tea. And y'all spending $45 a pack on something that Indian people been using for their whole entire life, bitch. Like... A bitch be like, oh my God, have you tried cola nuts? Simple, simple cola nuts. Cola nuts is even more powerful than coffee. And you people are, are marketing cola nuts to Nigerians. Y'all stupid. <laughs> Y'all need dirt. Like, please, like, bitch, stop fucking playing with me. Like, at this point, I'm going to tell you straight up. The reason why you're tired is because you need cocaine. <laughs> and I'd rather you bitches just take cocaine. Than to be sitting over here trying to push this alternative lifestyle when it ain't nothing but fucking capitalism. Like, you, you need to understand that the answer is to build communal care for one another and to overthrow this shitty ass system. But the health influencer girlies are gonna go tell you to buy moose knuckle pussy and, and ground up rhino pheromones into a powder because it's so much better for you than coffee and it's organic. Bitch, just do meth. Leave us alone, bitch. <laughs> Leave us alone. Like, bitch, just do the drugs. I don't even give a shit no more. What the fuck is wrong with y'all? Y'all sitting up here grinding up motherfucking bear scrotum, <laughs> fucking uh, uh, diatri dyad lilies and, and all sorts of shit that you ain't even supposed to be fucking with, all kinds of fucking uh, ice, uh, psychedelics and shit, bitch. Sit down. If I hear another bitch talk about how they so healthy because they replaced their morning Starbucks with ayahuasca, I'm robbing the stove. Sister, I'm robbing the stove. <laughs> I fucking love Trap Caleb. But yeah, like, girl, the mud water, the lion's mane, the St. John's wort, all the other natural supplements, I, they're like being pushed to us as if, as if they're the solution. And if you only rely on medical institutions for your health, then you're not as smart or as moral as the other people who can afford the lion's mane and the St. John's were in the natural supplements. And like I said, be very fucking clear because bitch, these supplements are not cheap. So again, if people can't afford medicine or alternative medicine, the blame always goes back to them. Well, you know, have you tried rubbing dirt on your orifices and bleaching your ass in the sun? It's much better for you than your prescription. Bitch, shut up. Have you tried eating my ass? <laughs> like, y'all, they just be saying fucking anything, bro. Like, please, like, oh my God. And they be so fucking condescending with it. Like, well, maybe you should try. Bitch, have you tried my foot up your ass? Okay. <laughs> and you know what? And you know what? I'm glad you brung it up because I've been dying to talk about it for a fucking high minute, bitch. If I see another prescription medication ad on Instagram or on a TV commercial, I'm going to scream into the void, yelling at my past self for reincarnating in the world with fucking capitalism. Bitch, I remember I clicked on one of them ads to get some birth control, right? 
because I had lost my he- my health insurance when I changed jobs. So I'm sitting, I'm like depressed in my room. I'm sitting down depressed in my room and shit. And I'm thinking about how my birth control is about to run out. And I need to find a doctor free way to get birth control. So I see these ads on Instagram and they're like, oh, get a prescription for birth control. If you live in these states and it'll be $5 a month. And I'm like, oh, great. How perfect. So I answer the questionnaire and I create an account. And at the end, they say, I'm denied. And you know why? Because you can't sign up for subscription prescription services. Oh, that was a mouthful. You cannot sign up for subscription prescription services if you have any chronic illnesses or disability. So as a plus size, fat, type 2 diabetic, endometriosis, asthma, PCOS, acute anemia, baddie, how the hell am I supposed to get fucking birth control when I don't got no fucking insurance? I don't have no COBRA. I can't get the subscription prescription. God damn it. So again, according to healthism, my health is my own moral failing because even when I try to get access to medicine, I can't, but it's still somehow my fault. Even when I try to take care of myself, if I can't get the things I need to be healthy, then I don't deserve to live at all. I don't deserve all that life has to offer. Well, bitch, fuck you and fuck your healthism. Okay. Cause what I want people to understand is that there are other factors at play when it comes to a human being's health and wellness. Not only are there health issues outside of our locus of control, and I'm just repeating myself at this point, but in a country where mass death in a global pandemic was made okay by health and political officials, all I'm saying is bitch, don't judge people for their health and don't hold them uh, for moral standards over it. Don't make it a moral thing. Understand also that regardless of how healthy you are, capitalism will still kill you, bitch. It'll kill you from overworking, from violence, ill-managed railroads, police officers, union busters, white nationalist shooters, prison systems, poisoned air and water, and a pandemic and whatever else this evil ass world can think of. That is the root of the problem. And it's so funny because when I be saying this stuff, like I don't be knowing when I fully made the transition of this show, <laughs> but of like basically calling out all the things I talk about going back to essentially capitalism. <laughs> but I love it. I love that for us, girl. But all I'm saying is that health is not a moral obligation in terms of the individual. You are not amoral because you lack health or lack health care. Everybody wants to live. The body as it is right now is designed to live, even though death is a part of life. And we have to get to an understanding of where we need to understand that illness is also a part of life. And sometimes you come back from the illness and sometimes you don't. We need to understand that disability is a part of life. All of those things that happen to us, whether we're fat, whether we're disabled, whether we get sick and then we recover, it doesn't matter. None of that is our own moral failing. It's literally just because our bodies have decided to do something. It could be genetic factors. It could be environmental factors. There's a lot of reasons why people's health isn't where it needs to be. In a, in a country where people are facing food apartheid and homelessness and you don't have basic necessities, we don't need to be judging ourselves or anybody else for the health or the state of their health that they're in. Anyway, um, all of that to say... <laughs> We have a chance at recovery. What we need to do is support one another in community. Uh, we need to organize and make sure we give each other what we need. We need to make sure, right, that we need to receive each other with love and care when the system fails us because it's failing us right now. Don't judge nobody on their health journey and learn to accept 
the probability of disability. Nobody knows tomorrow. Old people used to say that all the time. You never know tomorrow. And listen, who would have thought that a pandemic would have come and claim the lives of tens of millions of people? And now there are so many people with long COVID that there's not enough resources to go around. So as fascism is on the rise, private corporations will try and sell you their product, reinforcing healthism, attempting to blame the individuals as the problem and not their system. Look, at the end of the day, all we got is each other. Love each other, help each other, help yourself, build community. And yeah, peace, love, and revolution. Bitch, I'm about to get off of here because uh, I'm tired of talking. Don't forget, the show is moving to bi-monthly episodes, so episodes will come every other week. Um, and remember to overthrow your landlords. Okay, bye. <laughs>